from the phases of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the legislation of marriage. And Allah Azawajal has made the affair of marriage in Islam a sign from his signs. As Allah Azawajal he mentions in Surah Al-Rum verse 21 and from his signs, meaning from the signs of Allah, that he has created for you from yourselves spouses in order that you may find rest and ease in them and he, Allah, has placed between you love and mercy. Indeed, in that, there are signs for people who reflect. So here Allah Azza wa he mentions that from his signs, meaning the signs that Allah Azza wa has placed in creation as a means of establishing that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is all-wise, all-knowing, that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has the right to be worshipped, for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is perfect in his decree, and other than that. So from the signs of Allah, that Allah has created for you from yourselves, spouses, we find the ulama, they mention this part here, min anfusikum, to show that it is not allowed for a human being to marry a jinn. It's a side issue. Because that question comes about a lot. Is it allowed for a human being to marry a jinn? Allah Azza wa Jal, He states that He has created from <coughs> yourselves, from you, meaning your kind. This, however, is not to be used as a proof that it is not allowed for someone from one tribe to marry another from another tribe. Like, if you're Mendingo, you can't marry Fula. Fula can't marry Mendingo. This is not the criterion. And the verse cannot be used for that. Or if a person is white, he cannot marry a woman who is Caucasian. Or a white man cannot marry a sister who's African-American. But that's, that's not the standard that we use to determine who one should marry and who one should not marry. It's not based upon race. Yes, you have to take into consideration compatibility. Do you take that into consideration? 
But I say that because in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you had interracial marriages. As Bilal radiallahu an, he was married to an Arab woman from that region that he lived in. You do not find that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to Bilal, go find an African woman to, to marry. That is better for you. So when we have, unfortunately, people using race and tribalism as the means to determine who one should marry and who one should not marry, this is incorrect. In the verse, it does not mean that. Rather, Allah has created from mankind spouses. And what is the purpose behind this? In order that you may find rest and ease in them. This is one of the goals of marriage. That one finds tranquility in his spouse. And likewise, the woman she finds tranquility and ease in her husband. Allah Azawajal, he mentions, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا And Allah, he has placed between you love and mercy. And this is the normal situation between spouses. That there should be love, mawadda, and there should be rahmah. A husband should deal with his wife in a mannerism that entails love. And he should be merciful to her. And likewise, when a wife she deals with her husband, she should deal with him in a manner of love and mercy. It is not befitting to deal with one another as spouses in the opposite manner. A manner of hatred. A manner of harshness and oppression. And these things go against that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the spouses for. And this goes against that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed to be between the spouses. For we find, unfortunately, men not knowing how to be husbands. Although we have the best example of how to be a husband. And we find women not knowing how to be wives, although they have for them the best examples of how to be wives. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ The Prophet Sallallahu he said, the best of you, are those of you who are best to his family. And I am the best of you due to me being the best to my family. So the best husband ever was the Prophet And if we as men want to be good husbands, then it is upon us to pattern ourselves after the example of the Prophet لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Indeed, you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. And no one is perfect. We want to make mistakes as husbands. 
The women will make mistakes as wives. But what's important is that we strive to be better in our relationships with one another. Every day the husband should be striving to be a better husband, just as he strives to be a better father. And most importantly, just as he strives to be a better Muslim. But here today we're speaking about the affair of the marriage and the bond that is between the man and a woman. A husband should be striving every day to emulate the Prophet and how he interacted with his family. And the only way for one to do that is that he has to learn how did the Prophet interact with his family. If one is ignorant of how the Prophet interacted with his family, then you will not be able to emulate that example. And likewise, in the sunnah of the Prophet there are teachings for the woman. And not just the sunnah, the Qur'an before that. The Qur'an is the ultimate book that teaches us how to behave properly, both men and women. And you also have in the sunnah specific narrations that specifically deal with how the woman's behavior should be towards her husband. And likewise, we have the example in the wives of the Prophet wasallam, the mothers of the believers. Allah Azawajal decreed for those women to be the wives of the Prophet wasallam. They were his wives in this life and they will be his wives in the hereafter. This is a great virtue. So these women, they were the best of the women who were married to the best man. So I encourage the sisters to study the seerah of Khadija, of Aisha, of Hafsa, of Umm Salama, to the other wives of the Prophet Study their history, study their mannerisms and their behavior, and take from the best of that which they were upon. So Allah he mentions وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ So Allah he states and he has placed between you love and mercy indeed in that there are signs for people who reflect. It is important barakallahu feekum that we reflect and ponder over that which Allah has created and over that which Allah has legislated. For it is a sign again of the mercy of Allah. It is a sign for the knowledge of Allah Azawajal, His wisdom. It is an indication of Allah's perfection which all leads to Allah having the right to be worshipped. The Prophet ﷺ, he addressed some youth. He said, Ya ma'ashara al-shabab, man istata'a minkum ul-ba'a, falyatazawwaj, fa'innahu aghaddu lil-basar, wa ahsan lil-farj, wa man lam yastati' fa'alayhi bil-sawm, fa'innahu lahu wijam, mutafakun alayhi. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, O youth, 
Whoever from amongst you has the ability to marry, then let him marry. For indeed, it is better for the lowering of the gaze and for the preservation and protection of the privates. And whoever does not have the ability to marry, then upon him is fasting. For indeed, it is a shield for him. So marriage is encouraged for the youth. Unlike what we see in this society, in this society and in many other societies, what's encouraged is that a person goes out and enjoy his life first. Go enjoy life. Don't get tied down with marriage. This is encouraging evil and indecency. Different from what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi encouraged. The Prophet Sallallahu said, addressing the youth, whoever from amongst you has the ability to marry, let him marry. This is how we should be encouraging our youth to put themselves in a position to be married and to maintain a family. So we teach them the proper etiquette of being a husband. This is the responsibility of us as the elders in the community and the people of knowledge in the community. We must teach the youth. We have brothers in here, alhamdulillah, Allah has favored you to have marriages for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. You have to be involved. You have to speak to the youth. Because unfortunately, the divorce rate is very high, and this is due to the ignorance of the youth not knowing how to properly be husbands, and likewise the ignorance of the young woman not knowing how to properly be wives. So the husbands and the wives in the community who have been blessed to have a successful marriage for years, don't be stingy when it comes to the recipe of success. For sure, first and foremost, that the success is with Allah, first and foremost. And then after that, it's the work and the effort that is being put in by the people who are involved in the marriages. So don't be stingy with the recipe. As the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned, That none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. So you love for yourself, and you are happy with you having a successful marriage, then want that for others. Because it is needed. So we do not encourage the youth to go out and enjoy themselves. Live your life. You're still young. Okay, the Prophet is speaking to the youth here. We do not encourage the people or the youth with that which we find the people in the society encouraging the youth with. Rather, we encourage the youth with religious encouragement, Islamic encouragement, just as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did here. As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned, and whoever from for indeed it is better for you, and in the marriage it is better for you for the lowering of the gaze. 
Meaning when you marry, it aids you not to have a wandering eye. This is how it's supposed to be. Because now Allah has given you something lawful to look at in a woman. And you can look at every part of her lawfully without any sin. But not the woman outside. We are commanded to lower our gaze. So marriage, it helps you to lower your gaze. And marry not only a religious woman, as this is most important, but marry a woman who you find to be attractive. Likewise, the woman should marry a man who is religious and a man who she finds to be attractive. As the ulama, they mention, if a person marries a, a woman, or a woman marries a man, and there is no physical attraction, then this may not help in the case of lowering the gaze. This may not help in the case of lowering the gaze. So it's okay that a woman, she wants a man that's tall, dark, and handsome, as they say, right? Okay, fine. Just make sure he prays. You understand? Make sure he has good character. There's nothing wrong with that. Or if she want a man, you know, that's light and bright, as they say. You know, it's okay. Fine. Alhamdulillah. Everybody, they have their cup of tea that they like. There's no problem with that. But just make sure the individual is religious. Make sure the person has good character. Don't just look at physical appearance, financial status. Yes, that's very important. Religion is important. Likewise, don't just look at religion and then ignore the other matters because those other matters have its place. Those other matters have its place, but the religious aspect is the most important. And whoever does not have the ability to marry, then let him fast. And you find sometimes the youth, they fast and they say, oh, it's not working. You just fasted one day. <laughs> At times, the remedies that are in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, you have to do it more than once. Like when the man came and was complaining about the ailment in his stomach, the Prophet advised him with taking the honey. He came back and complained. The Prophet said, take the honey. It's the second time. Came back a third time and complained. The Prophet said, your stomach has lied and Allah has spoken the truth. Go and take the honey. So the scholars, they extract from that uh, incident that sometimes the remedies that we find in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, you have to do it more than once. So for the youth who do not have the ability to marry, then upon them is fasting. And they can start off with fasting like every Monday and Thursday. Or fasting the three days out of each month whether they be the white days or other than that. Or if the matter is severe, then do the fast of Dawood every other day. Every other day. But all of this is for what? The protection of the individual from the harms and the evils that come along with zina, of fornication and adultery. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden us. This is Surah Al-Isra. Allah states, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَ 
وَسَأَسَبِيلَ Surah Al-Isra, verse number 32 Don't go near zina For indeed it is a matter of indecency in an evil way In an evil way When a person commits zina He is doing an act of indecency And he's also engaging in a matter That opens up the door to other evils Be aware so if you do not have the ability to marry and you have a desire for intimacy, upon you is fasting. Upon you is fasting. Inshallah ta'ala, you will find the benefits in doing that which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised with. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Whatever is incorrect. It is from myself, Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik, Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta, Astaghfiruka wa tubi